Stop wasting your money and time buying expensive razors. For just a couple bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com will ship amazing quality razors right to your door. Come on, join the hundreds of thousands of guys who have upgraded to the smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money. Join now at DollarShaveClub.com slash RoosterTeeth. This episode of The Patch is sponsored by NatureBox. Order great tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and get in shape for summer with healthy, delicious treats like everything bagel sticks. Support this podcast and get 50% off your first order. Go to NatureBox.com slash The Patch. Why, hello, I didn't see you there. Welcome to this week's episode Pleasant. of The Patch. Nice of you has to Has something us. changed? Something has changed. We're in a new mm. set. Oh, is that what it was? Ah. That's, that's what it is. I know it's it's subtle. It's hard to see. It's uh, the untrained eye. You wouldn't would notice. Not notice it. Oh, wait. Mm. I thought coasters. we got a new hourglass. <laughs> the hourglass nope. is the same. Same One that I thought maybe we got one that was actually an hour. We had a discussion mm. before The Patch started as to... Whether or not the gravity is different here in this location, <laughs> the did, old location. Yeah, I did wonder that, yeah. So, it's more mass under it now. This we'll is a little out. bit... Well, no, that last table was actually probably more substantial than this Probably. One. Well, so, maybe it's our sense of gravity that's going to be different. Our sense of gravity. Well, let's discover and explore <laughs> together. This week, patch number 50, Gus. Ashley. Ryan. And Gus. So, patch number 50, I was thinking about it. In two weeks, the patch will be a year old. We'll hit uh, episode number 52. Should we get Aww. it a cupcake? Uh, maybe we should have waited for the, uh, for the set unveil, which has been... A long time in the that making. Been a good idea. I, uh, I, I, I'm impatient though. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've, we've been working on the set for a long time, and I'm, I'm happy to finally have it out. Guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we started no talking about building this set back in late December, so it's been like four months of like planning and and then construction, and now so it's done. Then what are you going to do for the one year anniversary of the patch? Drink a beer. Like any other day. I think you've done that on previous... How many anniversaries, anniversaries <laughs> have we had? We've had a few. Every, um, every podcast is its own anniversary. There you go. I'm not, I'm not big on, on dates. I'm remembering <laughs> dates. All right. Well, anyway. Patch. We're here to talk about video game news. Big news. I think probably the biggest news of the day. Sony finally released the 1.70 firmware update for PS4. They did. Which they did. introduces Share Factory and removes HDCP. And guess what? It doesn't work with Black Magic. It, <laughs> Wait, what? The black magic intensity cards, the things we usually capture with, apparently it's not so hot with those. It works with the Elgatos, though, right? It does work with the Elgatos. Yeah, I didn't know you guys weren't using Elgatos. Oh, yeah. No, most of the time we use the black magic. Most of the time, I, in the previous office, I was using black or the Elgatos almost exclusively because I didn't have a full PC. The Elgatos the only record in uh, H.264, whereas the intensities mm. can do ProRes. And when you're editing, um, it's better to do it in ProRes anyway because it's a higher quality. Uh, and uh, there's, it's less CPU intensive, and especially if you're editing a Final Cut, which I know a lot of you guys do. Not me. You guys edit Final a Cut. A lot of Chima Hunter guys do. Actually, it's starting to taper down. Yeah. Uh, now Ray's off a of Mac, so he's on. He's doing Premiere. Gavin finally gave Premiere a shot. So really, I mean, and Michael doesn't. Yeah. Shit. So if you bring H.264 footage into Final Cut Seven, um, you have to render it before you can do anything in it. Yeah, it hates it. So wow. that's why it was. It's like a big bottleneck. That's why typically we had been using the intensities for ProRes in the past. Mm-hmm. But if it works with the Elgatos, I mean, that's a huge step up anyway. It is. Yeah, we're definitely closer to being able to record. Uh, we, I don't know that we have enough Elgatos currently because we've had some loss with those. Mm-hmm. There's been some fall off in there. If it, it, a lot of people wonder sometimes why I lose a lot of footage. It was the Elgatos. Mm-hmm. They were a major problem there at the end. They, it's not granted, Ryan. The cats well, lost I it. Threw a lot of, yeah, those damn cats. <laughs> I threw a lot of footage at those things. That's probably more intensive usage than most people would ever put one through. But it was starting to die at the end. Mm. Uh, so we don't have enough of those to go around. We can get some more, and then we'll be off to the races. So nice. what are the problems that the Blackmagic has? Just won't talk to it. it. It's just a black screen, right? Like yeah, you get CP is still enabled. Well, it's it actually, it's more, I think they're leaning towards it's just not doing a correct HDMI handshake. There's gotcha. a problem there. Well, that could potentially just be solved by a driver update on the Blackmagic site. Could be, yeah. I don't, uh, it, it, there has been a recent Blackmagic driver update that we haven't tried yet. Yeah. So... Maybe that so, might work. It's what, been commonly reported, though, that it's not working. What are the other things that was in this patch notes? I want to go back uh-huh. because I felt like a fucking lunatic when I talked about this last time. All right. And this patch note revealed something that I did not know previously. What did it Mystery. reveal? So I don't remember. Uh, you weren't. One of you wasn't on it. Okay. When we had Ray a couple of weeks ago, I not talked, I talked no, about I was. streaming. And I talked about how it was easier to stream on the PS4, but I felt like the quality wasn't as good. Yeah. It turns out the PS4 before this update was streaming at 960 by 540. Well, yeah, that's, that's and not and yeah. not at 720p. No, they announced that this patch was bringing it to 720. Right. 
but I didn't know that. That wasn't listed anywhere. I didn't realize that. So you're saying your eye caught that extra 200-something lines of uh, resolution. Well, no, I mean, I think it makes a big difference when you stream just because, like, you're already dealing with that extra compression uh-huh. uh, on top of everything else. But, yeah, now it's brought up to 720p. Uh, and so I'm that, curious to try it now and see what it looks like. But that's still going to be dependent on the user connection, right? If the user can't stream in 720p, it's still going to look right. like crap. Yeah, but so got, maybe you should try it on your heard. super fast I've got connection. Fiber. <laughs> I've got fast internet at home. Well, you should tell us what your, uh, what your Twitch username is so that everyone can watch you stream and tell you if you're really at 720p. No. No. I'll, just do, I'll, just do, my, <laughs> I'll do my tests in silence by myself. Um, does, doesn't this patch also introduce the ability to archive, or is that coming mm-hmm. later? It does. It, it rolled out with this patch. Um, I don't think they had announced that it was going to be bundled with this. Everyone thought it was still going to be at a future date. Um, but surprise, it's, uh, it's out there now. Good. That's really good. I always thought that was sort of a weird thing for them to be missing I in think, the Twitch integration. Yeah, I had heard that that was uh, a feature set missing on the Twitch end, I believe, and that it was something that needed to be addressed there. Uh, and now, apparently, it's, uh, it's been resolved. But I noticed recently, I started uh, experimenting the other day with Shadowplay, um, you know, the mm-hmm. NVIDIA built-in solution for this. Uh, by default, if you stream via Shadowplay to Twitch, the same thing. It doesn't archive. You have to go into your Twitch settings and enable archive of your old broadcasts. Huh. And it, it, even then, it doesn't save them forever. It's just like a buffer, essentially. Like, here are your most recent broadcasts. If you want to save them, you have to go through and explicitly say, I want to save these. I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that the average length of a broadcast on Twitch would be pretty long. Yeah. Whereas, you know, somewhere like YouTube, there's a lot of very short videos. Hey, the no, they're very short. <laughs> you, know, as, you know, as opposed to 30-minute Let's Plays. Where, uh-huh. But on Twitch, everything is quite long. Yeah, and yeah. they've seen crazy exponential growth over even the past six months with the launch of the new consoles and things like shadow play and mm-hmm. you know the streaming becoming a lot more ubiquitous aren't they also uh yeah. don't they also now have like a mobile ios streaming solution or am i crazy they, um, there's a there's an app i think they're talking about introducing that i'm not sure if it's actually out yet okay now are you saying that they will add the functionality to stream mobile games or right. just i like- believe so Really? Yeah. I can put my Candy Crush out there? <laughs> I've never played Candy can, Crush, but if I, maybe now I will and stream well, it to Twitter. We, there we, are we th- can all watch Bernie play those stupid Don't Tap the White my, games <laughs> or Flappy Bird or whatever he's into at the moment. My current favorite iOS game is Hearthstone. Ever since they released the iPad version, I almost never played on my on my PC anymore. It's like, oh, I can just play it on my iPad. So I, just, I carry my iPad with me everywhere I go, and I'm just playing Hearthstone non-fucking-stop now. I've seen pictures of people playing that. Like, that's what they do. That's their version of tread gaming now. Mm-hmm. It's because that's a, it's really easy to just put an iPad up on the treadmill and play that way as opposed to having to get a whole setup. Right. I would very much like to play it on the iPad, but I don't know if you've seen my iPad screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, for, it's no good for anything but use as a teleprompter right now because it's completely cracked. Or shredding fingertips. Bernie has a really bad habit of this. He drops and breaks Apple products in the process of taking off or changing cases. <laughs> this happened with his phone just a few weeks ago, and that's how the iPad got completely shattered. Mm. So yeah. I, I, I don't dare touch the screen enough to play a game on it. So apparently someone on Twitter, uh, who's Angelic Rocker, is saying that Asphalt 8 for iOS has Twitch integration already. Okay, so great. There you go. apparently there are titles already uh, incorporating that. So and while your- we're and while we're taking Twitter comments, Olivia uh, Olivia says Gus sitting in that new desk makes me think of a cat stuck in a box. No, cats are happy. <laughs> there you go. Cats love getting in boxes. Cats are never stuck in boxes. They've just they've, they've conquered. They the do box. their best. They've allowed the the box to contain it temporarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to see the Photoshop of you with whiskers for that pose. <laughs> uh, so, does your character from Hearthstone on iOS carry over onto the other platforms? Or? Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Uh, it's, it's not really a character per se. It's more like the decks you've built and things right. like that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's essentially the same game. Mm-hmm. The one complaint I have is that I have an iPad two, so. It gets a little sluggish sometimes when there's uh, a lot of like visual effects on screen, uh, but that I mean that iPad is old as shit. <laughs> so um, I, I don't I don't blame uh, the game necessarily. I know I'm running it on old on old mobile hardware, not that old, but it's older generation. Yeah. What are we up to now? Like iPad five or six? I mean, we're they don't far they don't along. number them like no, that anymore. They don't. Right yeah, now they, it's like well, they the Air and the uh-huh. m- Mini. There's there's a mini, yeah, I think, right? Is, yeah, it, is, it, is it a mini yeah, two or is it a right mini there. or is it a mini air? I don't know. No, there's or no mini air. Is yet. there? I don't know. There's a billion of them. They're all. It's confusing. Light. Yeah. Ish and mobile, so. Apparently, I need a new one to play better Hearthstone. It's got to get lighter so it can get faster. Yes, that, that's how it works, right? The right. lighter something is, the faster yeah. it is. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, it's like that that scene people love from Jurassic Park where the the kids got the goggles and the guy's like, "Are those heavy?" Yeah, well then that means they're expensive. It's like, <laughs> now you got like shit like this, which is like technology super light, always just turns it around, doesn't it? Yeah. It always goes the other way. Doesn't work anymore. And I'm going to go into tangent here, all right? Because okay, we talked about wow. Jurassic Park. Derail. Uh, you know, there's a. I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's like those pictures on the internet of the credits from Jurassic Parks where there's like the dinosaur supervisor, Phil Tippett. And people are always like, you had one job, Phil. <laughs> and uh, I guess he was like the, the visual effects supervisor. Uh-huh. He's not amused by that. I saw an interview with him where people asked him about this, like the, you had one job thing. He is genuinely upset, I think. Because he's like, I, you know, he's like, I don't know. These people should have. Does he think that people actually blame him for letting the dinosaurs out? I don't know. It, it's like he didn't get the joke or was not appreciative of it. Maybe it's like the honey doesn't spoil joke, and it's just been used so much. He's, he's like, he's, he's like, he's like, it was funny for the first six months, maybe, but the yeah. like the three, four, twelve billion years after that, not so much. I really like the idea though that it's just a joke that he hasn't gotten yet. Like he hasn't figured out why people keep saying that. You think one day he'll just go. Oh. oh, I wonder how long someone has gone without realizing the joke like that. This may be the longest running, not understood joke ever. Yeah. I always wonder that about people who become memes. Uh-huh. Like there's like scumbag Stacy and scumbag Steve, mm-hmm. and he's totally embraced it, and she is no longer on the internet. Really? <laughs> how yeah. do you get off the internet? She just doesn't really use the internet. Obviously, she is not off the internet because she's always over those memes. Yeah, but. I see her every day on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is true. She's not escaped. Um, so speaking of jokes that people didn't get, okay. I saw that there's a new Adam Sandler movie in development called Pixels. It's supposed to be video game related, right? Right. I guess it's like aliens discover Earth through classic arcade games like Space Invaders. And they think as a result of, as a result of that, they think that we're, Earth is preparing to go to war with them. <laughs> so they have to co- they come and attack Earth and Earth has to send like its best video game champions to fight them because they're mirroring the tactics they saw in the video games. So it's basically like Galaxy Quest, except instead of getting all of our TV shows, they got our anti-alien video games. Yes. Which apparently you have to dig for these days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so a real quick note before we get to the yeah. dig. Um... I, I, Adam Sandler, man. <laughs> like I, I want to like this movie, but it's got Adam Sandler attached. Well, to it. I mean, it was based on a short, uh, and I forget the guy's name that made it. It's yeah. several years old now. That was really cool. I mean, it's an amazing visual effects short. Uh, but yeah, I don't. That is that whole premise as you've laid it out makes zero sense. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, but Adam Sandler likes making movies that make zero sense. Like you think about Jack and Jill, or that other Clint. movie he's promoting right now, where. He went on some dates with a woman, then they broke up, and then they both go on vacation to the same remote exotic place, and they bump into each other. Um, so, forgetting Sarah Marshall. This sounds a lot like forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> no, except I think they have kids. Yeah. It's, it's, forgetting it's, Sarah it's Marshall, weird. too. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm skeptical of, well, the, of this movie. Is this one with Jennifer Aniston in it? No, it's got... Um, was it a romantic comedy? Because it is, it the, is, oh, it's got Drew Barrymore. Of course, that's that's who it is. Again, wait, really? is this the one no. where she can't remember anything? No, that's fifty first days. you can't help. I'm sorry, I've, I've run out. I'm not good at the whole romantic comedy <laughs> thing. Uh, I've exhausted my entire knowledge of it. So you mentioned digging for old right. games. Uh, I guess there was that uh, that big dig out in New Mexico. The Microsoft documentary team that went out there and dug up. E.T. Right. They found the, the burial site. Have you seen... The burial site. It's the, like a pharaoh. The naysayers? The what? naysayers. Th- well, they, don't tell me they're saying that this is like the moon landing. There are, yes, exactly. <laughs> You're there kidding. are conspiracy theorists who... There's a picture of Major Nelson out there with his hard hat on and holding uh, uh, a cartridge. Yeah. And if you've never worn a hard hat, they don't sit quite on your head. You know, there's a big mm-hmm. cushion area for to absorb impact. And the hard hat's really high on his head. So people are saying that the hard hat's obviously photoshopped onto him and that... No, no one ever. That they went out there and dug something up, but it was all staged and fake. No human could wear a hat that inappropriately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen like photoshops with like the Illuminati pyramid, and, like the, the all-seeing eye on it and stuff. And so there are there. It's a small group, now, much like moon landing. Now I like the theorists. idea, and I really wish it were a conspiracy because that would be fantastically elaborate. I mean, and I would like the documentary to just be. A su- like the surprise topic of <laughs> like we Blair wanted Witch. to fake this. Uh-huh. 
And this is how we did it. They did find it really quickly. I mean, they were like, they, okay, they, we're going to go dig. I think they had Here already done some preliminary digs, right? Like, they had already uh-huh. done some exploration to figure yeah. out where they were going to do the, the major dig. Yeah, um, almost certainly. Yeah. Like, they ground have, radar looking for cartridges. Like, well, uh, and they would have known, square. like, where... There it is. They would have known where everything was getting dumped at that time and what was being used and... It's, yeah, I mean, it's been open secret, well, not secret, but it's been openly said many for many years exactly where that stuff was buried. At least they were pretty sure where it was, which right. is odd because who tracks that stuff all the way to the dump site unless when they were clearing out the atari building they were like listen we don't have enough money to haul this away so you guys just put it in the back of your truck and drive it out there <laughs> drive it till you run out of gas because we can't pay for any more gas <laughs> and then just shove it out the back of your truck <laughs> but yeah so i guess apparently that's part of the uh the upcoming xbox originals that they're going to be launching uh for delivery via the xbox network i don't know what to call it i think it's xbox yeah, it's just Xbox Live. Yeah, Xbox Originals. And uh, it's going to be pushed out via Xbox Live to 360 and Xbox One users at some point later this also, year. Also, though, they say other Microsoft devices, so I assume it'll be on Windows Phone. Okay. And Surface, maybe. maybe PC? Yeah, that'd be weird. Oh, sooner or later, those things product. usually well, do work their way over to Windows. They, they've already eased up like the Xbox Video Marketplace, where now you can watch video on Windows 8 devices as well as your Xbox. And like that stuff transfers now. Yeah. So it could be that was the mm-hmm. precursor to this. I hope they come up with a different name, though, because Xbox Originals seems really confusing with original Xbox yes, titles. I keep thinking the same thing. Like, when I keep reading articles with a headline about Xbox Originals, I keep thinking, are they introducing emulation of the Xbox mm-hmm. One to play original Xbox titles? Like, oh, no, this is the, the, the video content stuff. Which would really, that kind of suck if you got emulation for original Xbox but couldn't play 360 titles. Still. Right, yeah. So uh, I guess they, they've, they've confirmed and talked about a lot of people who are, are making content and spe- specific shows that are going to be launching with that. If you need any more ideas, you know, I know some guys in Austin who make stuff. Uh, Microsoft, just saying. Occasionally. We could. Here or there. Yeah, make some stuff for you. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Just, you know, casually putting that out there. Oh, uh, oh uh, Twitter tells us, thank you, Justin Keeps, for telling us that the movie we're looking for is Just Go With It. Just Go With It. No, that's the one it. that I'm thinking of. That's no. the one with Jennifer Aniston. Justin. Okay. Now my now my movie knowledge is obviously falling apart now with my Adam Sandler tracking through the years has gotten slower and slower. You yeah. you remembered uh Click. I remembered Click. What which I never saw, but I I never saw it, but of. I heard that it had a surprisingly like sad ending and I was like, well, in that case I'm not going to watch it. I was going to watch it for shenanigans, yeah. not to actually feel things. It's, uh-huh. it's actually really sad. <laughs> it takes a weird dark sad turn. Uh, much like Adam Sandler's career. Um, Aww. <laughs> so, um, He's crying into his millions. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, that, that guy did Grown Ups and Grown Ups too, and like, he bought everyone Ferraris, right? Because that movie was so I successful. I think those did really well, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. The film was called Blended. Blended. That's Maybe. the new one. Maybe. Yes, that's the new one. The new one. That's the Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore one where they go to like the exotic location. And, and break up. No, they broke up and then they go to the exotic location. Sorry, wrong yeah. order. I bet they unbreak up in the exotic location. I bet. I bet that's. A think they rediscover their romance. I'm pretty sure through a series of hijinks. What do you think? I've never seen something like a romantic comedy video game. Uh, but that's just not Japan a really... is big on those. Are they? Are, are, you talking are about they? Your ass? Are they? Are they? No, comedy? absolutely true. Are they actually romantic comedies or are they just romantic? They make tentacles? a lot of uh, kind of like slice of life kind of. <clears throat> almost like choose your own adventure type games where it's uh you'll have interactions with people at school and there's a lot of really I played cooking mama there you go had a slice of that life <laughs> learning, it's about learning to cook ramen romance is a cake right <laughs> <laughs> romancing the cake I saw that it was there a sequel to Jewel of the Nile right <laughs> a bit of flour, a little bit of egg. Um, Jewel of the Nile wow <laughs> I think anybody's seen that movie that currently watches this show um so yeah I, I never thought about the concept of a romantic comedy game until I, I actually moderated a panel at South by Southwest games this year. Uh, with some you know people who work in the games industry, and one of them said, you know, there's all these untapped markets. Like for example, you know, there could be a romantic comedy video game. And I said, I never realized I wanted to play that game until you just told me that that genre could potentially exist. It'd be really funny. Yeah. Well, not only that, but imagine if you've got a love triangle and you get to decide which one you go with. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying that it would get an awful lot of like Twilight fans suddenly into video games. They'd be like, oh, I wanted to go Team Wolf Dude, whatever his name was. Yeah, Team Wolf. And then at the end, name. you get stats like uh, you know. Like so, seventy five percent of the many, people went with Wolf right Dude Telltale and, style. There you so go. speaking of that, I, I did not put this story in in my list of topics to talk about because I forgot about it. You failed. But I saw an article. I think it was on Kotaku earlier this week. That was something like, "You're playing a dating simulator and you don't know it." 
And then if you read it, it's like, if you're playing the, uh, the Wolf Among Us, congratulations, you're playing a dating sim. You just don't know that you're trying to impress Snow White the whole time. So they drew an analogy between playing as Bigby and your interactions with Snow White as being like a dating simulator. And like, do you, to- get the, do you get it right? Like, oh, she's going to remember that. Right. She's not going to think highly of you for it. Right. You're like try, trying to impress this, uh, this virtual character. I was like, that's kind of weird. That's, that's an interesting there way to think go. about it. And have you played all the Wolf Among Us episodes that are out? Yeah. I'm really happy, by the way, that they've picked up the pace. Yeah. It was, what, like five Based months between episode one and episode two? Four. I think it was four. But yeah, it was a long time. And then it was uh, like a month between two and three. Which is just good. But I'm, and now I'm waiting for uh, the next <coughs> segment for uh, Walking Dead season two. Yeah, well, they're, are they alternating now? Like, what's I don't the know. deal with that? This is their uh, their release schedule is what made me so scared of them working on Tales of, from the Borderlands and Game of Thrones. In addition to those, because mm-hmm. they made that announcement in the middle of not being able to get Wolf Among Us episode two out. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, and then they've come out and said that they had some sp- very specific issues pushing that title out. Yeah, they didn't they say what the resolved. issues were. They were just like, yeah, we had issues. Man, like, it's but guess been what? Bad Game development here. consists of issues. We ran Lots out of, of beer. Issues. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I got really hung over. Uh, here, let me read this thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Nothing feels better than that first shave with a fresh blade, right? It's smooth, it's close, and the blade is as sharp as it's ever going to be. It feels fantastic. But thanks to the big shave company's ridiculous prices, you can't afford to use a fresh blade every week. So you drag that dull-ass blade across your face for two weeks, three weeks, ten weeks. Why do you do that to yourself? Maybe because the only thing more painful than shaving with an old blade is shelling out 30 bucks for a pack of new ones. If you want to enjoy a fresh blade every week, but you don't want to take out another mortgage on your house, you got to join DollarShaveClub.com. For just a couple bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com ships me the highest quality blades you can get. I'm a four-blade guy, and with Dollar Shave Club, it's only six bucks for a four-pack. Seriously, only $6 for the best quality blades you can get. So every week, I can pop in a fresh blade and treat myself to an amazing shave. It's incredible. Join dollarshaveclub.com, get amazing quality blades in the mail for a couple bucks, and treat yourself to a brand new blade every single week. Hundreds of thousands of guys have upgraded their shaving with Dollar Shave Club. Uh, now it's your turn. Shave time, shave money, dollarshaveclub.com slash rooster. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash rooster. Much thanks to Dollar Shave Club for their continued support of the patch and our talking are bringing a video game news and the creeper stealing my beer they'll do that's, that that's not a beer is it yeah oh no it's a soda <laughs> oh <laughs> right um no that's totally well you can't have open containers on podcast sets these days or? yeah you know the fcc is cracking down or something <laughs> uh, just, so the creeper reminded me there were some minecraft stories i want to talk about i'm gonna see okay. if i can find them here um so minecraft i guess announced and like minecraft sales figures Okay, they just announced that they, they've sold 15 million units on the PC. And they just passed 12 on Xbox. Right. Cumulatively, I think they're approaching the 50 million mark across all platforms. Talking about Minecraft sales is the new Star Citizen uh, crowdfunding update. Which, which also, also passed 43, 43 million. million. <laughs> I lumped Star Citizen in here with <laughs> Minecraft in my list of topics to talk about. I actually, um, it's weird when you think about it because I go, oh yeah, 43 million. That's a lot of money for like pre-funding but if a game mm-hmm. were to make that, that's actually seven, like a normal retail $60 game. That's 716,000 copies. Mm-hmm. Which you go, well, a lot of games sell more than 716,000 copies until you realize that they're essentially pre-ordering. Yeah. 716,000 people have pre-ordered the game. So if you go with a $5 pre-order and divide that into 43 million, that's a hell of a lot more. It's so crazy. That's eight. Yeah, I don't get. Is do that going to end up in really weird numbers for them as a business, though? Because once you've most of those people that have uh, contributed to that are then going to get a copy of the game at the end. So the more of that pre money you're getting, the less sales you're going to do. I mean, you've already done essentially forty three million divided by five is uh, eight point six million. It's just that their model, their pricing model is different. Their financial model is different. So that instead of making a game and spending all the money on the development and then making the money back mm-hmm. once it's out. They're You'll just making the, the money. They're making the money while they're making the game. And then I guess you have incentive to keep costs down by just, you know, doing it right the first time. And then you have uh, the opportunity to sell expansion packs, DLC, mm. microtransactions. So it's like you're, you're crowdsourcing the engine build and then you can do anything on top of that is gravy. Right. Sure. Gravy. Mm. I should have got a can of gravy. Um, other Minecraft news. I guess Minecraft Realms has officially launched, which is yes, like their in first North party America, server system. They, the first time I heard about this was last year at South by Southwest. I went to their panel and uh, they talked about it. And I think that was the first time I heard about it. And here we are at like... Over a year later, and it's finally coming out. It's uh, it's thirteen bucks a month. 
Yeah, and they it was available in Sweden for a while, and then I want to say it rolled out elsewhere in Europe, and now it's finally available in North America, which is great for people who want to have a server mm-hmm. but don't know how to go to go about it or just don't want to deal with all the third-party stuff. Or don't want to maintain stuff. it. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah, I think it, it, it really makes it easy. I haven't seen the interface for controlling it or mm-hmm. if, you know what level of control you have over it, but it's a hell of a lot. I'm sure it's a hell of a lot easier. Well, and Realms also has like pre-built mini-games that you can do, so you can switch your world into a mini-game mode and they have a whole bunch that are already made. And then you just so you just switch it over. You play these crazy games, and then you switch it back to the world. Mm. And you can invite all your friends in. I wonder how modifiable it is. I mean, how easy it is. Minecraft is huge on mods these days, mm-hmm. and how easy it is to which a lot of them aren't necessarily server side, but uh, there are plenty of them that are. I wonder how easy it is to to do that. Oh, like how, like the mod support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and we should, what? Why don't we just? Get it? Why don't we get one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you do so we much could work get one. with Minecraft. We, we, I think we can, we can spare the thirteen bucks uh, to try it out. We should definitely then talk about it next week. Speaking of talking about it next week, yeah. did you get a chance to play Dark Souls Two? I have indeed played PC Dark Souls Two. How was it? Uh, okay, why did, first of all, why did you wait for the PC version? Uh, well, PC I, Master Race over here. Well, there's that, but we also got to the point where it was late enough in the. It was close enough to it coming out, and we hadn't talked about it. So I figured if I was going to get it, I might as well get it on that platform and sure. get it looking a little bit better. I'd heard that there had been some – okay, I said last week that it was frame rate issues, but people said it's not frame rate issues, but it was just frame tearing, which is frame rate issues. So, is all it? right. You're splitting hairs at that it point. It really is, yeah. yeah. No, frame, rate, frame tearing is caused by just the, the frame rate being out of sync with the refresh rate of the screen. So in this case, it's a frame rate issue. It just – it looks different than stuttering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured I'd get on PC. Uh, I've played it now on PC for a while. It is... Uh, <laughs> for a while. Since yeah, last week. I've got yeah, maybe 20 hours or so into it. 20, 25, I guess. Very respectable. Uh, no, not really for that game. I mean, it can take well, a while. Well, for a week, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, final verdict, at least for me. Well, not final. I'm going to continue playing it. But I can understand why people like this game. I can understand, much like with Trials Fusion, like there's a very specific type of mindset where you're like, I'm going to do this one task a thousand times until I just get it perfectly. Uh, it's not a terribly pretty game. It's, honestly, the character creation kind of looks like something out of an iOS game. Like they're really low poly. And then, in fact, the best part, the best looking part of this game is things that are way over there in the distance. Anything that happens to the be kind of The blurry things? Well, you know, it's, you got nice light coming through kind of a backdrop. It's not so bad. Like nice way environment effects. Yeah, way back there. Up here, it's a little low poly. Uh, I, you know, it's it's a game that seems to be entirely centered around the idea of just kind of run around and do your thing. And uh, die a lot. Die a lot. And it's going to help you do that by anytime you find a big boss guy, uh, you're going to spend a couple times fighting him, trying to figure out exactly what his attack pattern is. Then you're just going to spend the rest of the fights until you get him trying to stay out of that attack pattern. Mm-hmm. Every time you find a big bad guy, he's going to be surrounded by a cliff that you can fall off of. Uh, no one's really going to tell you a story. Uh, you have to. You can go find occasional people sitting around to talk to you, but they all talk like they're on NPR, and they're very sad. Oh, I want to put this And I'm out. in this place, and it's very dark here, and we don't like being here. And maybe I could tell you a little bit about the fate of this world, or... Maybe I could just be sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much your every encounter with so how, other NPCs. How was your your prediction of the game's story? Was it pretty accurate? Uh, well, the king's not doing his job. You there's gotta go a, find out you, why. It, everybody's cursed. You get your you know obligatory. There's like an intro cutscene with some old blind lady, which means she's an oracle who's going to tell you the fate of the world. Uh, and then yeah, you're a cursed guy. If you die, you don't really die. You just kind of come back as an undead guy who just... Who's also cursed? Who's still cursed. You're cursed either way. There's just curses all around. Uh, yeah, you're just trying to figure out why the curse has been, you know, hasn't been lifted by the king. So mm-hmm. you're questing to find the king, and you've got, along the way, you've got to acquire a lot of souls to level up. What does this curse do? Like, why is it's it It's the undead thing is the curse. So when you die, you just continue to live as an undead person. But... A hollow. Essentially, you never die. You stole it from Bleach, So it's not... Really a curse, is it? You're essentially well, immortal? Yeah. Like, there's no bad things that is happen it, from no, dying. See, is it really a curse degrade. to be given eternal life? I'm guessing, they haven't laid it out there, but you fight a lot of these undead guys, so I'm guessing over time, your maybe your brain starts to kind of okay. decay. Uh, there are items that you can, every time you die, you then are undead, and as undead, you 
can't do certain things, and your life bar gets shorter. Wait, then so do the more you times you die, un undead, or you so just become re undead. You can become a human by using an item. You shove it in your chest, then you're a human again. But you're still a cursed human, so if you die at that point, you're gonna go back to being undead. And you gotta get another item. So I see it's just yeah. expensive. And as you die, could you get as you uh, continue to die? Could you get undead insurance? That's also cursed. I haven't found it yet. Okay. Uh, maybe it's a covenant that I just haven't discovered. <laughs> but, uh, but and as you die, you don't have to turn back into a human. You can just being an undead is just the same, except that your health bar continues to get shorter as you die more and more and more if you don't convert back to human. Hmm. And uh, you can't do things like some of the cross realm stuff, which is an interesting mechanic the game does have. Uh, you can leave little. It's like having Twitter integrated into it. You can leave messages <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> That then people cursed upvote. Twitter. It's like cursed Twitter, right? Because people can upvote the comment. So it's like, like Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of people that are like treasure ahead, or just like praise the sun. You know, they like to say things like that, and hmm. then everybody upvotes the praise the sun, even though that's you know that's not the helpful mm. thing. Yeah. It's, uh, sometimes people lie. The blood stains thing is kind of cool because you can touch the blood stain and see what killed somebody uh, in front of you, or you know, it's like oh that guy rolled off a cliff, which you're going to do a lot. So uh, there's that's a the lot thing. of bloodstains. The PC port of this is not great for control. It's That's one of the things it really kind of uses against you as an added level of, of difficulty that's kind of bad. I remember hearing that it's not quite a port. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. It still gives you all the control tooltips in controller speak. Really? Yes. Well, maybe it's a PC game that just expects you to use a controller. Well, you pretty much have to because it is nigh uncontrollable. Yeah, I mean, uncontrollable. Nigh? nigh. It is nigh. Here's, here's my favorite part. Okay. So you do a lot of talking to people despite your best effort because most of them are, <laughs> most of them are merchants, but you can't get to their merchant menu until you've had like two or three conversations. Oh, you got to build a rapport. Oh. You got to build a rapport with is them. Is there haggling? There's I had no no haggling. I haven't even been able to sell anything. And I've acquired a lot of items. None of them are better than the starting equipment. Maybe you need to talk more. Maybe so. Like I mean, you, you chat up the merchants more. I chat them until they stop saying new things. And well, you get to a point and then finally they unlock their you can buy stuff menu. But uh yeah, so you do a lot of talking to people. You finally get items. Most of the items are not better than what you started with. Eventually you do get a few things that are, but then you have to level up. The leveling system, you spend souls, which are also your currency. To level up, but it changes your stats like one HP at a time. So, oh, I gave myself another strength. Now I got two more HP. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, the controls actively work against you in a lot of situations. It's like, oh, there's a guy around this corner. You know, your camera kind of sucks, so you're not going to know it until he hits you. It's like uh, the, the original Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2. Like, that's what people yeah. complained about back then. It was like the camera was... Placed in strategically to make it difficult for you. Exactly. Just to give you the, drum, the jump scare. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's a game that when you beat it, I'm sure you feel amazing. Because it is challenging. And it makes you really think about your life in the game very carefully. Because there's no save files. There's Like, you die, then you, just, you have to live with the consequences of that. Hmm. Uh, but overall, I don't know that I would say it was a good game. Hmm. I'm going to get a lot of hate You're, you're going to upset the Dark Souls Soul cult I am. to cultists. We would have had... I, I under, and the things that I criticize about it in a lot of ways are the kind of things that some people will say make it a good game. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think maybe just part of it is it's definitely far more playable once you plug a controller in. Uh, the mouse and keyboard is terrible. In fact, the interact with... What I was the, going to with the talking thing is the button to talk is shift left click. Okay. The button to stab is left <laughs> Just click. left click. <laughs> and there is a noticeable lag on holding shift before left clicking. And you can stab anybody. Okay. Like, all merchants in the game can be killed, essentially. Like, there, anything will turn on you if you hit it a couple times. Are oh. there, like, key quest givers or things for no the quests. story? There are no quests. You just kind of wander around, kind of looking generally for things to do. It's sort of got, the, <laughs> do it's got that like doom, like okay, this here's a locked door. I need to go find a key for that door. Even though you don't know if you need to go through that door. Eventually, you just run out of places to go, and it's like okay, well, I guess the locked door. So I guess I'll go. You start from a you get kind of a city that has multiple branching areas you can go to. To so just uh, explore. Yeah, so there will be a video of my experiences with this. I'm not sure when it'll go up, and I'm going to continue playing it. Maybe I uh, will get further in, and it'll turn around. The, thus far, I have not invaded another realm, and I have killed one boss, which was 
kind of sucked, but that was probably my fault because I was way too low level to be fighting him at the time that I did. Mm. I have not lost any souls yet, though. I've, you can When you die, you drop all your currency on the ground, and if you don't make it back to that point to pick it up, you lose them all. So um, I see here, according to Spud Nugget on Twitter... <laughs> Sounds like a reputable source. <laughs> in Dark Souls 2, there's only one guy in the entire game you can sell stuff to. I don't know if that's true or not. Nice. I believe it. I haven't met anybody yet that had a sell dialogue. So oh. I've, I've carted around a bunch of... Well, I just you, you end up putting it in your stash, basically, like Diablo. We would have had Gilby out here to uh, refute you, but we're not quite ready to be able to accommodate a fourth person <laughs> yet. Uh, I'm we, curious to hear you know, what he You has know to. that he's probably like standing over in the corner just like... Oh, yeah. I can actually feel right now. his eyes through, through the, the building. <laughs> through the internet, <laughs> coursing down, coming out of our TVs uh, right back to us. Um, so, I don't know. You said something that made me think about this, mm. but I watched this video earlier today about... I guess these people in Sweden built a rig for an Oculus Rift where uh, they put a GoPro in front of it and a little Raspberry Pi computer so that what you saw in the Oculus Rift was what was being, I guess, captured via the GoPro. Mm -hmm. So So they they basically made it an extraordinarily complicated way to see exactly what's in front of you? Yes, but it was an experiment to try to sh- demonstrate what lag would be life in, like in real life because they could adjust the amount of delay between the GoPro sensing it and then it getting Looks fed like they to had your... a lot of trouble <clears throat> with eggs. Well, here's, here's my problem with this video. So it's a cool concept, right? They, they're, they're, they're different settings, but they're, they're t- okay, I had a lot of problems with this video. <laughs> so they could set a, uh, a lag of 300 milliseconds. The only two settings they, they mentioned were lag, or the three settings they mentioned were lag free, 300 milliseconds, or 3,000 milliseconds. That seems like a lot of milliseconds. Excessive. Even 300 is on the top end of. That's unplayable. That's like yeah. 56K bad connection yeah. uh, internet stuff. Uh, I felt like a lot of the trouble people had wasn't necessarily because of the lag, but you saw like they missed the egg in the bowl. Mm-hmm. It's depth perception. Yeah. It's depth perception and spatial disorientation. But isn't Oculus Rift supposed to be able to but be good for that? The GoPro is only taking in one field. Yeah. It's a single oh. camera collecting it. Yeah, so it's it, not feeding into both eyes independently. Yeah, there's no, right, there's okay. no like, parallax there. Mm-hmm. So they so can't they need see two depth. GoPros. Yeah, you if go. you had two GoPros and you set them up, you, this would be a much better experiment. Also, so a, a lot of the problems I, I felt were because of a lack of depth perception. Mm-hmm. And other times, people just didn't know where they were, if that makes sense. Well, they like, didn't wait. Like, it looked like from a lot of the video, they would just continue. It's kind of like one of those things where, like, you have to answer. Like, you can't not right, answer. Like, yeah, you can't stop making yeah. this omelet. You continue, have to keep going. Yeah. Do not wait until the video kept, catches up. You just got to keep going. If they didn't do that, if they, you know... And video games are video gamers are used to doing mm-hmm. like wait until the thing catches up and then do the next action. Right. Also, can we just take a minute to to marvel at Gus who works on immersion talking about bad experiments? <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> That's all. Uh, like this isn't science. Yeah. But, uh, but now, if they were really committed, they would have put them out there on a paintball course and let them fight it out. Like, yeah, we did. absolutely. Yeah, we, I, I, we, we have exper- experience with goggles and video transmission and all of this stuff. By the way, I admire you guys for not covering up that hole after Michael fell in it twice. <laughs> so just so we could get it was, the third the, one. The third time really helped. Yeah, it was a giant hole. There's no way we could have covered that up. It was it was huge. It was massive. Um, also, kudos to Michael for not learning the map. Just going to throw that yeah, out there. Yeah, that's true. That, that's like <laughs> video game, like multiplayer 101. Mm-hmm. You gotta learn the map. You gotta know where your stuff is. Where the weapons spawn. Mm-hmm. What? Where the snipers are in the where towers. The holes, where the holes are. Where the holes are. Also a problem in Dark Souls. Walked into a hole or two. <laughs> you just walk off an edge. Then you're so dead. I guess in, in that immersion, there would have been a big blood splatter around that hole. <laughs> there you go. Showing you could that Michael could have been warned. Oh, I have fa- people uh-huh. have fallen here before. And right next to it, praise the sun. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. Is that it, like <clears throat> in Joker? I, it, must, it must be some part of the Dark Souls lore that of which it has not been explained to me because I don't bother to listen to the NPC talk for 45 minutes. Because you're yeah. a heathen. I you am. Know, I feel like before Dark Souls, what was the last game that had... It was the cult of difficulty, right? It's the people who say the games are way too easy. They love being punished, <laughs> basically. Same. I remember there's, there was Super Meat Boy. Uh-huh. Has, what's, like, what cult of difficulty games have been between Super Meat Boy... And Dark Souls. Well, or Demon Souls, I guess, if you want to go Origins. I imagine Trials fits somewhere in there, too, mm, because that's, there's a lot of things, especially in the, the most recent one, there's a lot of things that 
at least according to the guys I'm sitting next to, say that nigh impossible. I, I still have nigh nightmares impossible. about the Giga I've been using nigh twice. I really today. like it. You know, nigh. are you sure that the NPCs in Dark Souls didn't rub off on you just nigh. a little bit? No, if they did, I would be talking, oh, it's dark and nigh impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sad. I normally don't like those kinds of games, like the the, the ultra difficult, you know, mm-hmm. punish you games. I do like Trials, though. It was, and again, that's something that it shares with Dark Souls. Is it never? I've never felt like what I was doing in the game, Trials or Dark Dark Souls, was impossible. It was always right there on the edge, and that's what keeps you going back for both of those games. Is the feeling that you've almost got it, and once you get it, then you're like, ah. Trials is one of those games for me where I'll get, like, my hands will get incredibly sore just from, like, holding the triggers and just basically being angry. The claw. It's just that, that yes. And then I'll just go around the next day going, ah. Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> right. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun game, though. I've, I've still been playing quite a bit of it. Uh, here, I'm going to read this thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by NatureBox. Your mission is to snack smarter to get in shape by summer. Your enemy, the vending machine. But when you're starving at 3 p.m., all cranky and lightheaded, the evil vending machine can seem like your only friend. Don't give in. Head over to naturebox.com. Naturebox sends great-tasting snacks right to your door, and they're great for you, too. We're talking healthy snacks like barbecue kettle kernels, everything bagel sticks, South Pacific plantain chips, and over 100 more. Zero trans fats, zero high-fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial. Even snacks that are gluten-conscious and non-GMO. With free shipping anywhere in the U.S., Naturebox is busting up the vending machine's monopoly on your midday hunger. Try NatureBox right now. Get 50% off your first box by going to naturebox.com forward slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. Stay full, stay strong. Go to naturebox.com slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. 50% off. I I forgot to update my uh, address for a NatureBox. I was going to ask if they caught up to you. So uh, I I had to go back and do that the other day and uh, and have it updated to come out here. Um, Speaking of NatureBox. All right. Yeah. Plants vs. Zombies has a... Uh, that is a good segue. <laughs> wow. Well done, sir. Plants. It's, it's yeah. natural. No, uh, no, I'm complimenting you. <laughs> I'm not sure those plants are natural. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's coming out PC release date. Lots of herbicides, really. <laughs> it's like the, the viruses that survive in a hospital. That's the one that just made it through several iterations <laughs> of a garden. So coming out PC June 24th. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, they announced that they're adding microtransactions into Garden Warfare. I, so I'm, I'm amazed that it lasted this long. We talked about this uh-huh. when it first came out, uh, about how we were both shocked that there were no microtransactions in the game. Because it was they, you could obviously see where they were supposed oh, yeah. to be, they just weren't there. Oh yeah, the, in fact, before launch, they basically were like, yeah, no microtransactions <clears throat> at launch. <laughs> and then was, you're like, yeah. You know what? I'm fine with coming. that, honestly. Like, at this point, I can see how... That microtransaction thing might actually be really nice because at this point, a new player jumping in, if they don't feel like getting all those packs together and they want to play... They want to get caught up. Yeah, because, I mean, there's something to be said for the character unlocks, especially if you're playing some of the non-classic game modes where after a while getting shot by a special class... Uh, you kind of want one. Yeah, it gets really annoying not to be able to to return the favor. Well, I thought the interesting thing also is they there's no microtransactions to buy specific items. Mm-hmm. There's just microtransactions to buy coins to in turn buy <laughs> the packs, which have random items in them. Uh-huh. So you can't be like, I want to buy that particular loadout. Yeah, no, it's like no, you have just have to buy packs of cards. Though you can't, they do have a. a- pack of cards of which will unlock a character it's like this is guaranteed you will get one of the characters it doesn't, oh, are they, tell I, you which I, one okay. but you know that you will unlock a special character. i know they had some that were like guaranteed to contain like x number of rare right. cards and things like that in them i don't mind plants vs zombies microtransactions as much as some other games if only for the fact that it's not a full price game on its own mm. but if you end up spending more than 20 dollars on it then i mind I've been really impressed with Plants vs. Zombies, or Garden Warfare, I guess more specifically, because of the, and we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. they've really given a lot of content after the fact for free. And that was a really, that is one of the most relaxing shooter experiences I think I've ever had. Yeah, I very rarely hear those two words it that, is, that, right? that close to each other. And part of it is because in that particular game, there's frequently kind of a delay between action, like you'll get in a fight... Uh, and depending on what game type, if you're doing one of the team death matches, it's obviously more action. But even then, the maps are big enough that you may have a second or two before mm-hmm. you have to get back into action. So it's kind of just like a walk, yeah. you know. And it's not a really tedious walk either. It's oh, okay, you know, let's get back to battle, yeah. have a good time. 
And, and I've said this before. I, re- I really like that game. I was, I'm a little saddened by the fact it came out so close to Titanfall mm. because I played it. I played a lot of it, and then as soon as Titanfall came out, I like put Garden Warfare aside. And now I'm finally at a point where I'm I'm starting to play less Titanfall. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to start switching back more. Uh, over to Garden Warfare and play that some more. But I'm still playing too much Hearthstone and Diablo 3. <laughs> I'm totally in Blizzard mode at the moment. Uh, I've just been playing... I mean, I'm trying to get my character to level 70 in Diablo 3. I'm uh-huh. at 68 right now, so I should be there Ooh, pretty soon. Right on the, the we threshold. We should do that hardcore playthrough. Yes! We've been saying that forever. Yeah, <laughs> we should just do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You just rotate... What do you think? Would you just rotate people through? Like, if you live? If somebody dies, then you replace them with another person? Uh, I don't know. Can it's almost like start over. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you should just keep going, and then it's like a thinning of the herd. Like see who can, <laughs> can progress the longest, yeah. the furthest. Yeah, like how long can you make it? Who would be the last? Yeah, like alive? who's the, like mm-hmm. the last survivor? <laughs> You're just rooting for him. The Highlander. And then you like run into like people trying to sabotage each other. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound <laughs> anything like that? us. <laughs> yeah, no, we absolutely should Constantly. do that. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, I don't know if you saw Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes announced. They shipped one million units across all platforms. Shipped or sold? It says shipped. So not sold yet. But mm-hmm. a lot of times that doesn't include the digital versions. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess you wouldn't. Because well, those would be sold. The, the packets are shipped. Unless they count them. Unless they count them shipped and sold at the same exact time. Yeah. But a lot of times I think they, they just, they're just talking about the numbers that they've sent to retailers. Uh-huh. Yeah. All it says is it shipped over one million units worldwide since it's launched last month. It was uh, it was one of the top selling games like right after it came out. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, uh, I feel like this is another game I didn't do justice to. I played through it, I finished it, it but I, I, I didn't go back. And there's a lot of replayability stuff you can do. I didn't go back and do any of that. Uh, but I, and as part of this press release, they also announced that all of their console exclusive gameplay modes are going to be available on all platforms May first. So I feel like that's a good time to go back and like re-explore and dive back into it. Was it? Does that mean so the uh, the classic snake mode will be available on Xbox now, on and the uh, yeah. and the what was it the 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 Raiden mission will be on mm-hmm. PlayStation? Yes. Hey, look at that internet! I got Raiden right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, now you'll be able to go back. And uh, May first, that's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> or today, if you're not watching this podcast live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I mean, it's a good time to jump back into that too. Garden Warfare and Metal Gear and Ground Zero. So I'm gonna get out of the way for uh, Watch Dogs, which is May twenty seventh. Watch. Is it 27th or 28th? 27th. 27th. And then Mario Kart on May 30th. Yeah, there you go. Nintendo's trying to resurrect itself again with another Mario Kart game. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk. What is wrong? Oh, sorry. Let's talk, let's talk about Watch Dogs for a second. Right. We will talk about, because I have other Nintendo stuff I want to talk about too. <laughs> and you're not going to like wow, it probably. Wow, that's a mean look. Right. Um, so yeah, they, they also, sorry. leading up to the Watch Dogs release, they also announced their, uh, their I guess, some DLC uh, stuff that's going to be. Yeah, the they announced their pass. season pass. Season pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to have... Uh, some new single player stuff with some mini campaigns involving the character T-Bone, uh, three additional missions, five costumes, um, and an Untouchables pack, which includes like a Tommy gun and like a... The Untouchables t- pack, I think, is probably the most interesting thing in there. Actually, I mean, the campaign is the most interesting thing for itself. But uh, for North America, unless you buy the season pass, you can't get the Untouchables pack. Mm-hmm. It's only going to be in there. I assume it's different internationally because of laws. Of because of laws, <laughs> of laws. Uh, but yeah, it's, so at least in North America, tariffs. You, you, you're if you don't <laughs> if you don't get the season pack, you can't buy a standalone. Which I mean, it's interesting because that sounds very much like the uh, Valentine's Day Massacre DLC um, that GTA had on that, Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day, appropriately enough, indeed. Uh, so it's I guess it's in, this is another game that has free roam multiplayer, right? Um, eight player. Uh huh. Eight. Wow, that's good. Mm-hmm. Though it's a little bit more climby than GTA, as I understand it. Yeah, they haven't detailed a lot of the stuff, the stuff with the multiplayer. They've shown um, that you can go in and, uh, like, you can be in someone's game and they don't necessarily know who you are. And there's modes where, like, you just try and kill them. I like this. And so, right. like, and, like anyone else on the street uh-huh. could be that guy who's trying to kill you and oh, you don't know. Awesome. And, you have to, and you have to try to figure out who they are and track them down in a certain time. It sounds really cool, but uh, th- beyond that... A lot of the multiplayer is like... Nobody knows. Which yeah. is odd, this close to release, that there isn't... Maybe there's not a lot to it. I imagine it's not the focus. Mm. You know, whenever you hear about Watch Dogs, it's very much about the story and the world and the exploration, and they might go, yeah, so we put some multiplayer in it. Well, that's a big but, feature and a lot of time invested not to have 
more publicity around it, though. I mean, that's not a trivial thing it's, to it's, add. It might unless, not be a big selling point for the Well, game. or uh, unless it's like a first iteration of multiplayer first something else, because um, Assassin's Creed, the next Assassin's Creed, have also been rumored to have that sort of uh, narrative, cooperative uh multiplayer you know i think we're at some of this may also be laid at the feet of we're living in a post gta 5 online era where big promises not being met have large backlash uh it seems like everybody's clammed up all of a sudden they're like oh yeah there'll be features i would love to see how many people were playing gta online when it came out and how many are playing it now you know, it's still because they they don't share those numbers. But I would love to see how much that's changed, how much it's dropped off with yeah. people just getting tired of it and not having anything new to hold their interest. In spite of the content creator, yeah, you know, they still which there have been a lot of interesting things coming out of the content creator, and they've expanded it with the the capture mode content creator. Uh, but everything is still in beta. It's it's weird. <laughs> like how long has it been out? <laughs> the content creator has been out for months. I mean, the game's been out for seven months. Well, the GTA Online came beta. out in September last year. I guess it came out October. online. Yeah. Came out in October. Yes. Well, uh, the first it came out two weeks later, right? Yeah. 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 It's just the content creator that's still in beta, not the online. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's, they're oh, still talking heists spring of this to, year. Tomorrow will be seven months. Actually, tomorrow's May first. There you go. Hey, look at you. Fucking being, being all good with time. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's overdue. So, well, but yeah, maybe. Do you think that that's made a lot of people reticent to really flesh out their press releases? I don't know. Was there really uh. any backlash? I, I know people were vocal about it, but, uh, it was people but did they negative. stop playing? Yeah, people bought the game. They still shipped units. Well, they'd already sold it though. That was the big. That was probably what blew up. Why it blew up so much. It was because they'd already had your money. That's true. Like, that was a feature that they promised. You bought the game. Multiplayer wasn't there to start with. You had to wait two weeks. And then they didn't deliver on what they said they were going to have. That's true. Uh, and I don't think they ever, closing in on when they released it, said, oh, yeah, this, this, and this is not going to be there yet. It was just like, all right, it's live. And you went looking around, and it's like, oh. You're missing stuff. Yeah. Okay. So on that Untouchables pack... The reason that it's available standalone elsewhere is in the UK, at least, it's a pre-order bonus. Ah, Thank okay. you, Twitter. Thank you to Blungy Squelch. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds British. Um, so, you, I, I'm sorry, I interrupted your, our, our Nintendo discussion a little while right. ago. So you we said, should also get yeah. Desti- a little Destiny talk in here before we run out of time. We have yes. nine minutes left. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Go. Mario Kart 8. That shouldn't up. take long, right? Nintendo, right? Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What, uh, they did something oh. really interesting, I thought. Uh, What's that? Uh, where they had... She does the best sad face. Mega64 make their pre-E3 I announcement video uh, with the Reggie Fiamek, uh-huh. which is really a weird pairing to see like Mega64 and uh And Nintendo. Nintendo's big boss. Yeah. Uh, we're collaborating on a so video. Nintendo America, I imagine, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this is a lot more, you know, their Nintendo Direct stuff is a lot more, you know, cut and dry. And this was like... Definitely a lot more tongue-in-cheek, a lot more uh-huh. uh, humor-driven. A lot more Mega64. I, I did not... Nintendo actually has a really that. good relationship with Mega64, though. I remember it was uh, it was several years ago now, but uh, they did a whole thing at GDC with Miyamoto. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. Hmm. And, and I mean, they're, they're pretty respected in the industry. Like, they uh, did that uh, Kudaragi's Way video with oh, Ken Kudaragi. That was really funny. Yeah. Uh, when I was working at Ubisoft, we actually worked with Mega64 a lot, um, being like... Make a stupid video of our game, and they're like, "It's going to be offensive." And we go, "That's okay." <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's I, that, a great that's, writer. That's it, pre- it's going to be offensive. Like, all right, we're like, "Yeah, we assume so." It's Mega Sixty Four. That's why we came to you. <laughs> that's why I was most surprised to see them working with Nintendo on that. I think Nintendo's a lot more, you know, Nintendo is. They do seem very delicate. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they're trying to break out of the shell. Um, the last Nintendo shell? thing I want to mention is uh, sad news: Bob Hoskins died. Seventy one, right? Seventy one. Wow. He played Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie. He's the only person. He is Mario. He's the only person ever to have played Mario in a live action movie. I don't know that that's an accolade, really. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but no, he's Mario. <laughs> he was also uh, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yep. which I think is probably what most people uh, know him from. Yeah, most people are are definitely referring to the. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I liked Hook. Yeah. I liked Smee. He was really good. Bob Hoskins. Mm-hmm. It's really sad news. So yeah, Bob Hoskins passing away. Um, it's our destiny. 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 So you saw so, it. I did. So um, uh, Gavin and I went up to Bungie um, a couple of weeks ago now and got to play um, hands-on. We played through a single strike mission. Okay. And, what does uh, that mean? So a strike is basically like a three-man co-op mission. Okay. And it's uh, uh, 
you go through, it's that very traditional sort of layout where, you know, there's corridors, um, a closed-in area is followed by wide-open areas. Uh, they throw a mini-boss in there that was like a huge spider tank, um, and then you go through some more, and um, we came across, there were a bunch of aliens fighting each other because they were from different factions, and they hated each other, and so we were just like... And uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, And then got to uh, an end boss who we didn't get to finish um, killing. I'm not sure we had enough ammo to anyway because he was really hard. Uh, And we got a look at sort of public events. Actually, Gavin uh, stumbled on one by accident. We were so we played through this same strike three times. Uh, We played as each of the different classes to get an idea how those worked. And he just he goes. We're like, Kevin, where are you? You've lagged behind. We don't see you anywhere. And he's like, I'm fighting this dude. What dude? We've cleared the whole <laughs> thing out. And it turns out that he just like gone into like some pipe or something on the side and found a random public event. It was like a, like a mini boss hmm. that just popped up. And then uh, just everyone in the area can go and they can take on this mini boss that just appeared. Everyone being the three of you. Or- yes, the three of us. Once you go in, like when you're in one of those, uh-huh. it's private. Wait, like when you when you're in a strike. You're already in a th- okay. The, the strike is private. The strike so is private just to the three, three of, you of you in that instance. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like an instanced. Sounds gotcha. much less of a public event if it's that particular. No, but public, of, public world, events but. also happen in on a much larger scale uh-huh. in in uh, like out in the public areas. I guess uh-huh. this was just like surprise event, so that even if okay. you're playing okay. through the same strike again, it may not be the same because you might like be fighting a new mini boss. Uh huh. Um, it was so that was a lot of fun. And what Which, platform were you playing it on? We were playing on PS4. PS4, okay. What was your favorite class? Can you uh, say? Yeah, I think I liked the Hunter. Uh, so the, each class has a superpower. Mm-hmm. And, well, they each have uh, like a choice of two superpowers, and then you can go through and level those up. So the Warlock has one where you get in the middle, and it's just an area effect uh, bomb, essentially, like a magic bomb, a sci-fi magic bomb. Okay. And uh, uh, But the Hunter uh, has either a golden gun, which I assume is a, is a, a, a reference to James Bond, or... Uh, like you get this this blade. It's like a big hunting knife, and you turn blue. You start glowing blue, and then you start like side effects may include turning blue <laughs> and glowing. And then you're running around, and you uh, you can basically just like one hit kill anything. Ooh. And so you you go right into a wave, and you just start button mashing and slashing everywhere. <laughs> I would uh, anytime I got like you have to fill up a meter to like unlock it to use, and anytime I would do that, I'd be like, peace, I'm out. And I would leave my teammates. I didn't care what we were supposed to be doing. I just had to go find enemies, and I had to knife them all. And it was a lot of fun. Is so, there some ed- element of competitiveness in that? Where um, you like, scores? Not in that. Like, uh-huh. in that, it's very cooperative. They, they'll they have other modes, I guess. They, like, they've got cooperative multiplayer, which they're mm-hmm. not showing off yet, but they said they will at E3. Okay. You were playing cooperative multiplayer. Yeah. Sorry, cooperative. They're showing competitive Com- multiplayer gotcha. okay. at E3. Um and you know we got to talk to a couple of developers and about how they were building the world and they're like yeah they're like yeah it's like science fantasy kind of it's or mythic science fiction is I think the term they used uh-huh. which is how they have like these like as you play through and there's just like this spike rising into the sky that's got these bulbs on it and there's these space shuttles attached to it and they're like and they're like yes you see our accelerated technology after the traveler <laughs> arrived uh, it was really it was a cool experience the game plays very well it plays you, very tight you didn't mention uh the titan what does he do a titan's a different class no, uh like yes his um, ability yeah so the titan so his is like it's like a ground punch mm-hmm. he just like he jumps up in the air and then just like punches the ground and it's also mm-hmm. i think it's also kind that. of got an area effect it's mm-hmm. uh like a kind of like an earthquakey shockwave mm-hmm. um and he's a lot of fun and I liked, I think that one, I, when I was playing that one, I had a shotgun, and I enjoyed that a nice. lot. But all <laughs> classes can actually use all weapons. So, oh, that's good. So um, you don't have to worry about that. And what else? Um, it's actually, it was, it was a weird thing. So they've been talking mostly about the fact that, um, like, pre, or at least before this, they were talking about how, you know, the RPG elements and the classes and all this stuff, and uh, people were, you know wondering if it's going to be like an RPG mm-hmm. with guns in it. And so for this particular visit, they wanted uh, to talk very much about the... They want to be like, look, it's an action game, first and foremost. Yes, we have these RPG elements, and we have this precision world, and that's very different from uh, what we did with Halo. But, hey guys, we're going to make an action game. <laughs> it's right? a shooter. And, uh, and so uh, that was really their focus. Mm-hmm. And it actually surprised me a little bit that a lot of the other preview coverage that come out of it was saying... 
it's just a shooter. It's pretty negative, honestly. It, it has been. It was negative, and it took me by surprise because mm-hmm. I had a very good time playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that potentially a lot of that can come from the fact that they haven't, like, what they showed was specifically to say, "Look, we can be an action game," mm-hmm. and everyone okay. just said, "It's just an action game." You think uh-huh. maybe that they're holding back? Unpositive, they're holding back. Okay. I mean, they haven't shown like we we haven't been able to wander around the public areas and see this and and go. Oh, I'm going to wander. I'm going to wander over there, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go get this gun. And to uh-huh. do this gun, I'm going to go through these missions. I'm going to go do all these things. You know, we went through what was it, for the purposes of the demo a more or less linear shooter experience. Very closed off section of the game, slice of the game. Yeah, which whole- which was a lot of fun, but it was very much like, look, we can be an action game. Hmm. Um, so I think that probably around E3. Maybe we'll see a lot like that expanded out a lot more so you see how it fits together as a whole and becomes a great action game, but also a lot more. If the biggest complaint that people have about the game now is it's just a really great shooter, then I think Bungie's in a good place. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> maybe it's a matter of setting expectations. Like a really great shooter is a, a great thing to have. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, so so we'll see how it goes. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm, you know, I'm optimistic that it can do well. If it ends up being nothing but a really great shooter, then you know they're also in a good place. If it's what I, I think that it has the potential to be, it could be a really fantastic game. That's cool. I'm the, sure. the visuals that have leaked out there are very pretty. I mean, it, it looks attractive as a game, uh, though it does suffer from that future technology is all neon pew 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 guns. <laughs> That's, a, that's a one thing I really liked about what's Halo. Your problem yeah. with, what's your problem neon with lasers and neon? Colored lasers it's, would be terrible, you know, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Future. All right. Well, we're at time Oops. on that note. So I want to thank everyone for joining us uh, this week. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of RT Podcast and next Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. Bye. Bye. Bye.